We're under the microscope this evening here on Metro FM Talk and uh, we shine a spotlight on the situation unfolding out in Rabi Ridge, uh, north of Johannesburg, where a tent standoff between uh, a community that has occupied uh, what uh, in essence is private land. And I've uh, uh, heard a lot of reports yesterday saying, ah, well, you know, they're not sure if this, this is government land or land the government is involved in, in some shape or form. Well, Gauteng government, it seems, has come out to say no. Uh, this land is not owned by any sphere of government, be it provincial, national, municipal. Um, but uh, it is, um, I guess, uh, owned and overseen by the South African Housing and Infrastructure Fund, which released a statement today saying it is consulting with the residents to allow the company time to service the recently acquired land. The CEO of the Housing and Infrastructure Fund, Rali Mampeulo, is my next guest. Rali, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening. Thank you very much for having us. In your program yeah thank you very much for coming through right let's maybe start off here i mean uh, the housing and infrastructure fund what is it that you guys do i mean i find this business model very very interesting <coughs> acquisition of vacant land to service uh, as part of the rapid land release program talk to us about this so we launched uh, the fund about two years ago and uh, just under two years ago is a 15 billion rand fund essentially what we do is uh, just two things we buy land, we do town planning, we install services, we then don't do the top structure. We then allow mm. NGOs, listed companies, or government to come and acquire the land from us and accelerate delivery of affordable housing. We did that simply because a lot of, for example, with government, sometimes they get budgets and they take money back while people don't even mm. have housing, simply because the land is not ready. Sure, sure. What, what are the margins of this kind of work? I mean, I would assume the whole idea is to acquire what you see as underpriced, well-located vacant land, uh, and then, of course, on-sell it to developers who might be government, might be an NGO, or might be in the private sector. Yeah, certainly. So, certainly. So one of the places that we look at is that um, we, we, we think the model of getting uh, our people staying out on the outskirts of the cities where they work uh, it's, a, it's a model that is old, and I don't think it's sustainable. We look for locate well-located land in areas that are closer to work, where people can mm. be able to work and play and be closer to uh, amenities. And those areas is that sometimes we even buy old developments that are not doing well of high end, as the market is not doing well at some point. And we then turn that around into subdivision and make the, the stands to become smaller, so that our people can stay closer and deal with the issue of affordable housing, but with mm. people staying closer to where they work. So, bro, tell us, man. I, I was listening to the story yesterday, um, you know, one of our news stations here at the Public Broadcaster, running with the story of what was happening in Rabi Ridge. Now, the community was saying, hey, man, we're preventing a bad situation unfolding here. There's criminal elements that have captured the space. Um, and effectively, we've been here for a very long time. This place has been empty, and effectively, we can occupy it. What, what's the situation there from your perspective? Yeah, it's such an unfortunate situation, I must say. Our people are tired. Our people are looking for land to build. Our people are saying, guys, give us land. You told us about um, RDPs from 1996. Some of people were saying, I met some of the goggles there that said they've been waiting for the last 20 years. For, land, for, for RDP, they said, look, just can we just have land and we can just build ourselves incrementally. 
And it was such, such a, uh, an unfortunate situation because obviously the land is privately owned. So the fund invested a lot of millions of rands to acquire the properties from um, investors that had bought the land and they, were, they left the land there for 20 years undeveloped, and which was unfair for the locals because they seen the land sitting there and they're all squeezed in one, in, in one area. So we went in as a fund and actually then acquired the, uh, the majority shareholding of that land so that we can accelerate delivery of affordable housing. The misunderstanding was that the community then thought that we are coming in as the old owners after when they were trying to occupy the property. But they didn't understand that we mm. only came into the scene uh, in less than uh, three months. And within three months, we already started to work with government uh, to try and get the rights so that we can be able to get our people to move into the area. But we then had an opportunity for the last four days. You can hear my voice is almost gone. Communicated with different organizations in the area, on the ground. And we, are, we got into some kind of an understanding. And as you can see today, uh, things were quite stable. Cars were able to move around. People could go to work. Mm. So we are almost getting there. There's just few leftovers. But I think uh, we, are, we are about uh, 95% there in making people to understand that the property is not owned by a government and it is owned by a private sector. And that Sahib, as a South African housing infrastructure fund, has actually uh, come to rescue them so that the, the, the investor that bought the properties and just kept it for, for a while without developing, we're stopping that. And we're saying that let's develop the land now and give it to our people to build houses for themselves. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about the the process. I mean, just of, of your work that you do in line with your business model. You Just the acquisition, but also the questions around zoning, the planning, and then, of course, the, I guess, bringing in of services there. I mean, yeah. how does that process work? I mean, I can hear so, it as you say it, but I'm, I'm quite unfamiliar with it. Yeah, no problem. So you could see we had to give some kind of uh, hard, uh, uh, hard love in, 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 in saying to our people, you cannot occupy the land, it's not ready. That's simply because of exactly the same question that you're asking. So we, we, we basically then have to um, drop documents. You submit them mm. to the city of Johannesburg or depending which, which authorities the land belong to, where you tell them to say, this is what I want to do in this area. They then do what they call public participation so that you have neighbors and other people that can comment to say, we support this development or we don't support this mm. development. You then take the application to different departments, traffic, roads, water. They then all have to comment to say, do we have the bulk? Meaning, do we have the facilities to be able to accommodate the new development that you want to do? And once all of that process has been passed through, you are then able to move to the next stage where you can then start showing them artist impression of saying, this is how... It's going to look like it's going to be an integrated development where you have some townhouses, some flats, some affordable housing, land, blah, blah, blah. And then that gets then approved also by the city. So that whole mm. process take, in South Africa, it can take close between two to three years. And uh, it's a process that is delaying um, the delivery of affordable housing. And I think um, the government is now aware and they're trying to cut that time to a shorter period because you also have to do what we call environment, environmental studies to make sure mm, that... Impact assessments, no, yeah. And all of those things, yes. And, and, and mm. that's why we had to ask our people to say, 
you are not going to move yet because you still have to do all of those things and make sure that you are moving into a safe piece of land. So that's the process. It takes us about sometimes two to three years, but it's a wow. process that somebody has to do. You know, it's like mining the land, you know. So we can buy agricultural piece of land and we go through it. Uh, there's holding costs, there's a whole lot of things, but then we add value. Once we've added value, that's when you can then be able to sort of offload and sell it. So it's basically almost like mining, but you're mining land. <laughs> Pause there for me for a second, Rally, uh, while we take a quick spot break. But when we come back, uh, I, wanna, I want us to talk about your exit strategy from projects like this, how that works. Uh, you know, do you take your cash and walk or yeah. Uh, yeah. do you have a stake in the subsequent development that is then built on the top structure? We'll take a brief break now. When we come back, I continue with the South African Housing and Infrastructure Fund CEO, Rali Mampelo, is my guest. Stay tuned. We're under the microscope this evening here on Metro FM Talk, and I'm in conversation with uh, Rali Mampeyle, who is the uh, South African Housing and Infrastructure Fund CEO. And uh, Rali, I mean, I guess, you know, just as we wrap up, I mean, the question I was asking, um, just in line with your model, because I, one would think it has implications for, one, the type of the top structure built, but also the stake that many in the community might have. How do you exit here? Do, do you as you hand it over to whomever's going to build and develop the top structure, take the cash and go? Or do you have a stake, I guess, in the subsequent development? So that's quite a good question. So one of the things we do, a hybrid model, where depending which area it is, at some, uh, in, in some pieces of land, we actually uh, uh, discuss with the client, whoever it is, uh, sometimes it's a listed uh, entity uh, who didn't want to have a land uh, holding cost. Sometimes it's government, mm. sometimes it's NGOs. So we we sometimes agree with them to say that we'll do what we call a 10-key development. Private sector always does the work properly. You'll know that the likes of Baldwin, Century, uh, they've done a lot of developments around the country. And ourselves being in the industry for a while, we are able to do this type of developments where we can do beautiful integrated developments where you do a mixed use. And at some point when we think that the client may not be able to deliver what we envisage in that as a dream in that specific piece of land that we have mined for the last three years, we then say we want development, developmental rights so that we can mm. implement that. You can buy the land, but we'll develop it for you, and then you then take over the ownership. It's a hybrid model. At some point, we just mine the land for three years, get it ready, and mining meaning doing the town planning, putting the infrastructure, and then offload it, and, and then we leave. So it's definitely mm. a hybrid model that we use. You've got around 7,000 sites across the country. Uh, what's the average acquisition cost? So what we've done so far, uh, the 7,000 units you're referring to, this is what we already put out on the market in terms of mm. um, we, we've, we've already managed uh, in less than two years to have... Oh, uh, I thought it was years. stands. Okay. Yeah, yeah those are these are stands mm. units that we've taken them out for people. So 7,000, if you times that by four, you can imagine the impact that we've done in terms of giving people housing. Mm. Uh, so that's the, that's the one part. The second part is that, uh, I mean, we, 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 we own, we own uh, just over 1,000 um, um, uh, just, uh, just uh, hectares of land around housing. And that's what we're busy now mining in terms of mm. getting the town planning and processes, which our target is that uh, in, 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 in three years, 
we want to be able to yield about 100,000 uh, stands or units that will then create opportunities, sure. for example, for, um, for, for more than 400,000 people. So we, we're stepping in as a private sector to help our government. We are officially, in light of what we saw ha- happening in Rubber Ridge, it's just definitely just confirmed to us that South Africa mm-hmm. is, is under a, a housing crisis. And uh, we, we, we can't ignore that. It's going to catch up with us. And uh, we, we, we need to urgently find a way. I must say, the Department of Human Settlement, they've came up with this new program called Rapid Land Release. Mm. We, we were the first one to realize that you need to start with the land. And, uh, and, and I'm glad that now the different uh, sectors of, uh, that has to deliver housing are agreeing that let's give people land and let them build in, in, with the incremental pro, uh, using the incremental uh, process over a period of time and I support the rapid land release that the, the Department of Human Settlement has introduced so that they try and see if that can be able to speed up the, the speed of, uh, of delivering affordable housing in the country. Mm. Okay, Raleigh, let's leave it there, my brother. And uh, yeah, very interesting model you have there. And uh, I, I'm sure many of the listeners who are listening to us from Cape Town are probably saying, hey, is a nini lend up a cup. But uh, Raleigh, we'll have enough. to leave it there, my brother. Thank Funny you very enough, much. I'm for in Cape us. Town, so it's going to come here. Ah, go <laughs> there, Chief. Go, go and check out our people there in, uh, you know, this uh, COVID 19 <laughs> settlement there. Uh, settlement okay. called COVID 19. We'll go them. check them out there. We'll Shab Raleigh. Thank you, Chief. Rali Mampele, the, the CEO in the at South African Housing and Infrastructure Fund, speaking to us this evening here on Metro FM Talk. I don't know what you make of that one. Uh, very interesting model, but um, it's, it's good, I guess, that, uh, you know, uh, Rali's grouping here and the community have been able to find each other after, I guess, a situation left by the previous investors. Uh, let's take a brief break now. and uh, when we-